0: it sounded like you put your microphone in a backpack and went for a run like
1: you know i just do this on the go it's a mobile podcast How is <laughs> lucas is a
2: very busy man That's, I, I appreciate the dedication
1: of i that. just do this in between <laughs> meetings yeah <laughs> you guys keep going i'll jump in when i can <laughs> welcome to feeling it a podcast where we discuss tv movies pop culture and whether or not we are feeling it if this is your first time joining us welcome to the show Go. Come on, walk and talk. Alright, here we go. Do you want to hear something neat?
0: It's showtime! Hold your ears, folks. Here we go! See what you can do now. Take your position. Alright, ladies! Buckle up! Let's do this.
2: Hold
1: on to your butts. Seriously? Listen to me very, very carefully. Hey, it's me again. Eat him up. Enjoy. Hello and welcome. This week we are talking about The Lion King, Disney's newest live action remake. But before we get into all that, let's introduce ourselves and tell the world, what non-Disney animated film would you like a live action remake of?
0: I'm Sandra Amstutz. I'm a social media manager in Nashville, Tennessee, and I'm picking a movie, a non-Disney animated film that has amazing music, an amazing story, beautiful visuals, um, but is also kind of problematic, so it should be remade. Mm. And that is Anastasia, um... I think so much about Anastasia is incredible, especially the music. And it's a story about a con artist and a long-lost princess and amnesia. Great stuff. But, I mean, it's also, like, really problematic because Anastasia was brutally murdered as a young (laughs) girl. And maybe we shouldn't be making legendary fairy tales about her. So maybe remake (laughs) Anastasia and just... Change all the names and make it truly just a legend and not anything
1: <laughs> historical. Nice. I'm Lucas, Wright, a designer in Chicago, and this may be sacrilegious, but I would be very interested in a live-action remake of My Neighbor Totoro. I just think you could do that very beautifully. A lot of like the Lion King textures and stuff like that that's here. I know it's I know it's scary to remake a Miyazaki film, but I, I'd be interested in seeing what that looked like. And joining us for the first time, we have Jared Johnson with us. Jared, introduce yourself.
2: Hi, I'm Jared. I'm out of Houston. And the movie that I would like, I mean, the animated movie that I'd like to see remade live action would be this educational, I guess, uh, movie that I had on VHS. I'm pretty sure it's direct to video called Our Friend Martin. I think it was came out in the 90s. And it had a star-studded cast of Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, man, Lucas Black. Oh, I'm trying to think of the other ones. But it was basically a story about these kids who time-traveled back in the past and meet Martin Luther King. And then when they come back, it was as if the civil rights movement hadn't happened. I was thinking about... Um, oh, wow. I guess, right. <laughs> now, Do you the animated movie? remember this? Right, I have not was, heard of this. It was my favorite animated movie at the time. I made all my friends watch it, I guess. like You oh, can kind of get some insight into what I was thinking. And... <laughs> It was it was it was very interesting. It was a, a black kid and a and his and his white friend. They go back and they kind of experience the civil rights movement movement close up, and then they see the repercussions and maybe some changes they make to the past. So I think that'd be pretty cool to see. It's got time wow. travel, and then I think maybe it's a little topical. So
0: that's an amazing that's answer awesome. because yeah, like one, it's. It should be remade because it's not this big film that everyone, like, knows and holds dear in their hearts, you know? Like, exactly, yeah. It's something that you would, like, be bringing to a larger audience. Yeah, that's a great
1: Yeah, one. yeah, 100%. Yeah, I, I, now I want to check that out. <laughs> that's <laughs> awesome um well every week we like to talk about something we've either discovered or rediscovered whether that be a movie a book a tv show um an app um sandra why don't you kick us off and tell us what you're feeling this week so
0: this week um you kind of like hinted at what i'm feeling this week it is an app um i'm feeling this week the marco polo app now i know that this isn't like fresh or new marco polo has been around for a very long time Um, and I'm just late to the game. I'm just now getting into using it. Um, but I'm having a lot. It's bringing a lot of joy to my life for those of you who don't know what Marco Polo is. It's a video chat app, um, where you can live stream or send video messages to someone for them to like watch at their leisure. And then they can reply back with video messages to you and you just send these video messages back and forth. Um, I used to be very resistant to Marco Polo because I'm resistant to adding on new apps when I can already do that thing in like iMessage. You know, I can already record a video on my phone and send it to someone via iMessage. So why do I need a whole separate app to do that? Um, But then one of my friends moved away, a dear, dear friend of mine, she um, moved and she's traveling right now in Europe and Marco Polo is proving to be a great way for the two of us to keep in touch. Um, So often, especially with people that live in different time zones, I feel like the modern day courtesy is that you have to like schedule a time to talk to that person. You don't just like call them out of the blue. Um, You schedule a time to FaceTime or have a phone call. And when someone's in a really different time zone, um, you might not even be able to do that because y'all's schedules are so off from each other. With Marco Polo, you can send a video whenever you have time and then the person that's receiving it can watch that and listen to you tell, talk about your day or listen to your story um, and then respond immediately when once they review the message or, again, when it's more convenient for them. Um, the one thing that separates Marco Polo from, again, just recording a video on your iPhone and then sending it an iMessage, is that Marco Polo is technically live streaming everything you record. So if you start recording a video, um, the person on the other end gets a notification that it's happening right now and can start watching you live. Um, And that might seem like, oh, a little, like, you might be a little bit wary of that, but... um, what I like about that is if I were to record, let's say, me telling a story about my day to send to my friend Lizzie, what I naturally would do would be I would re-watch that recording before I would send it. And then I would realize I was, I would, I talked kind of annoying or I left out a detail, so then I would re-record it again. <laughs> and th- that's yes. a whole like madness. With Marco Polo, you're just talking, and you can't like redo anything, you can't take back anything. It's just like having a phone call. It's, it feels very live and natural. So, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it. And I'm enjoy- I'm enjoying like the freshness that it adds to our conversations. And it's also fun to like listen to someone tell a story and then respond to them later um I, I'm it's really helpful for me and I wish I used it with more people and not just my one friend that's traveling abroad
1: some um my wife uses this app a lot and it is a complete nightmare for me because I cannot <laughs> I cannot handle just like <laughs> s- staring at a camera and just talking for that long oh yeah I just I, I can't I can't I can't do it but it seems like a really great app and it's a really great idea and I think it, it's getting a lot of use from it. A lot of people so
2: yeah i've i've never heard of this app it's it sounds very uh, fun to receive the videos but then just, <laughs> just talking about that actually sitting them back realize like oh i'll never use this i was like uh <laughs> habitual when people would send me i guess videos on what is it snapchat, yeah. so snapchat black out yeah. the screen and respond with just audio but i didn't want people to see my face or where i was at or what i was doing so <laughs> i guess i'm out on this one
0: yeah i recently sent one this weekend of me just like i had done my hair in a new way and so i sent one to my friend of me just like flicking my hair back and forth just like look at my new hair i'm so excited (laughs) something that i would never have done otherwise that's awesome yeah
1: um well this week i am feeling um a book called eleanor oliphant is completely fine by gil honeyman um this is a book about uh eleanor oliphant who's a 29 year old um, office worker who is just very isolated, like doesn't associate with anybody, doesn't do anything on the weekends. Um, she's kind of a, so- a social outcast, um, and she gets a crush on a on a singer in her in her town, and it kind of opens the door to her meeting new people and um, just a whole kind of new life. And it's a very interesting look at um, kind of social awkwardness and and kind of a lot of you know the themes of like isolation and stuff like that. Um, it's really interesting I really enjoyed the book um it's it's very weird I think because at the beginning of the book you kind of don't like her um you realize kind of how she is kind of putting a lot of this on herself and you re- and it's and so you kind of come at it from a perspective of okay she needs to change and you kind of watch as she goes through that change um, over the course of the book but it's really great I really enjoyed it um have either of you read this book
0: no I've never heard, heard it.
1: of it um i yeah I would highly encourage everybody to to read it um it how was
0: old is- Eleanor the character Eleanor's,
1: Eleanor's 29 okay um, and because this all kind of takes place right before her 30th birthday um, and this book was just purchased by um, Reese Witherspoon's company and is going to be a movie at some point so <laughs> oh, wow. um, I don't expect Reese Witherspoon to play it but I sure. um, but with I... all the with all the work that she's done you know with acquiring movies and, and getting them produced and everything like that I'm, I'm excited to see kind of where this goes
0: I mean I have full trust in Reese Witherspoon's taste in books. Just Mm -hmm. 100%. Anything (laughs) she recommends and is like acquires to produce, I'm like, yeah, that's probably a great story. Yep,
1: yep. I th- so
2: I'm, I'm almost certain I've seen the cover for this book. Like every time I've been in Target, is it is it a how long? Is it oh been yeah, enough, you said.
1: Oh yeah, it's it 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 debuted um, in 2017. So okay, it's definitely yeah. been around. I've I've it I've seen the cover a lot of places as well. So <laughs> gotcha. it's really good. Um, I'm I'm really excited for other people to start reading this book. I think I want to talk more about kind of like how it ends and a lot of stuff like that. But um, I think it is something that you guys would really like. Nice. Awesome, cool. All right, Jarrett, what are you feeling this week?
2: Alright, well this week I'm really into an album called Dawnbreaker by an artist called Daughter of Swords. Daughter of Swords is Alexandra saucer Uh she's part of a folk trio, maybe you've heard of called Mountain Man. Either y'all in the folk music. Oh all? yeah.
1: Yeah. Right, I've heard of it. Right.
2: So yeah, it's Alexandra. She's uh it's her solo effort. And I really, I truly I love mountain man and that like i caught on to a minute maybe a little bit after their first album and then i think they rated 10 years to release another one yeah so i never thought i'd get another mountain man album we got one last year i never thought um we get an Alexandra so uh, solo project, but we did, and she had this song that she used to sing called "Longleaf Pine." That I ripped off of YouTube and would just listen to like a concert performer the performance of, but it's on the album a studio version. So I remember hearing that and just going like, "Thank you, God, you're so good to me." <laughs> um, it's very, very beautiful. She's a wonderful lyricist. Um, I'm. I'm from Houston Texas but this makes me listening to this album and it's lyrical context makes me like yearn to live I mean yearn from um living I mean living in North Carolina you know 50 years ago like out in the woods or something it's um' It's just really, truly, truly beautiful. I think she's very talented. I think the melodies that she produces on this album, um, I really want to listen to for the rest of my life. So I'm just really, really into Don Berker right now.
1: That's awesome. I did not know that she did a solo album. I'm definitely going to have to check that out.
2: I yeah. would highly recommend it. Longleaf Pine, Shining Woman, and Gem. I would just even if you don't have time to listen to the whole album, I would highly recommend those. That's oh.
1: awesome.
0: Okay, I appreciate it when someone recommends an album and tells me what songs to start with because <laughs> I, I'm always like Ugh, a whole album, but when I when I have when I have a starting point that helps. So I'm adding that to Spotify right as we speak. Yeah, there you go. So that's yeah.
1: that's Daughter of Swords, and the album is Dawnbreaker. All right, okay. It is now time for. I think this this will be one of our one of our best in or outs. But it is time oh, for yeah. the section where we talk about uh, trailers that have come out recently and just kind of give give a quick um quick kind of hint at what you're feeling. Are you in? Or are you out on these trailers? So starting with Hustlers. This is uh, I almost said Angelina Jolie. This is not Angelina Jolie. No. This is JLo. <laughs> This is J-Lo's new film with Constance Wu, um, Cardi B, uh, who else is in this movie? Lizzo.
0: Julia Stiles. Julia
1: Stiles. Kiki Palmer,
0: Lily Reinhart, and yeah, Lizzo and Cardi B.
1: Yeah, this movie is, I'm so hyped for this movie, and this trailer is fantastic. Um, It's about, it's inspired by um, something that happened in New York where a a group of um, former strip club employees, um, start to steal from their Wall Street clients. Um, So, this sounds awesome. It's uh, Heisty, it's uh, All Female Cast, it's J-Lo, Constance Wu, these are I'm, like, I'm pumped. This is if if this, if I knew this was coming out earlier in the year, it could have been in contention for my most anticipated movie of the year. Yeah.
3: I
0: mean, This, when you read me like the plot summary of this, and yeah, tell me all the people in it. I'm already in, like, I don't even need the trailer. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when you, when the trailer came out and it was like a badass trailer, yeah. um, it made me laugh, it was like sexy, exciting. Um, I, I'm just so pumped that this movie looks like it's going to be really good,
2: yeah, yeah. The, of all the trailers, I think this is in my opinion, the best trailer, like, made, yeah. well-made trailer of the ones that we looked at this week. But I, I gotta be honest, it's like a unstoppable force, a movable object for me because I think Constance Wu is hilarious. I think uh, a lot of the other actresses in the movie are hilarious, but I am I, not a J-Lo fan. I don't know if I Ooh.
1: can... I don't know if this
2: is me <laughs> reacting to sitting with Brooke and wa- my fiancé and watching all of those, like... Romance movies that she was in that I just wasn't feeling, <laughs> so maybe I've you know maybe that's yeah. where that's that stems from. But I I'm I'm going to see it because it does look fun. It does look hilarious. Um, but okay, yeah.
0: so I, speaking to your J Lo issue, what I'm really <laughs> excited about is that this movie. Um, I think we get to see J Lo be kind of a little bit more vicious. You know, like mm-hmm. I don't think she's gonna be a true like evil villain or anything, but. You know, she's it, the trailer makes her seem to be like the head of this whole con. Um, and you have to have kind of a, a, a little bit of a vicious bone in your body to steal millions from people. Um, so <laughs> I, I, I'm hoping that we get to see her in a little bit less of her like America's sweetheart light, you know, that she kind of tries to play into. Mm-hmm. Um, like you said, Jared, I think that this, you're right, that this is like a great trailer because it gives you just what the plot is and like the vibe of the film and a few laugh lines, but it doesn't really reveal too much. Um, And I'm really impressed with that.
2: It's also a trailer and maybe this is just me, but like it gets you hyped. I don't know if y'all said that already, but like, it's like Mm -hmm. the way it's constructed and the way it ends the the Cardi B song. You're like, okay, this, this is an, this is an awesome trailer. Awesome.
3: Definitely.
0: Okay. So we're all in.
1: We're all in. Um, Going in the complete opposite direction. <laughs> we also, we also had the trailer for Tom Cruise's new Top Gun movie, Maverick. Um, this I feel like was the exact same. It was just getting you the vibe of this movie. Um, not even a lot of care the other characters. We got quick glimpses of um, uh, Miles Teller, uh, Glenn Powell, Glenn, Glenn Powell, and
0: Jennifer Connelly.
1: Jennifer Connelly. Yeah, there we go. Um but this is mostly this is mostly Tom Cruise's movie. <laughs> um, and we got a lot of Tom Cruise in this. Uh but yeah, mostly vibing, mostly um, him flying jets, which looked like to be real. Um we'll see, but I'm I'm in. I'm 100% in. I love Top Gun. Top Gun.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm uh, I agree. I'm 100% in on this. As soon as you see Tom Cruise taking off that aircraft carrier, I'm like, I, how am I not going to go see this movie? Mm-hmm. Just like you said, you're like, oh my gosh, Tom Cruise is flying a plane. So yeah, <laughs> I, I'm a hundred percent in.
0: I'm in, truly because I love Glenn Powell so much. Um, <laughs> I And I also really like Miles Teller. I've seen Top Gun. It didn't like, it's not a movie that I hold near and dear to my heart, Um but Glenn Powell and his enthusiasm for this project, I think, is really carrying me into um, a little wave of enthusiasm of my own. <laughs> um, plus, like you said, it this trailer does, I think, also, if this is the kind of movie you like, it does a good job at getting you hype for this movie. <laughs> Oh totally! Um, I, the Ringer put out a really great video of its staff members live watching the trailer, uh, reacting to the trailer for the first time, and yeah, those people were hype because this is like their jam.
3: Yeah,
1: I I think this is gonna be a massive movie. This is a movie I never thought would actually happen, but I'm I'm so pumped. It's gonna it's gonna be great. Okay, moving on to the next movie. What we have is Paradise Hills, which the, the plot summary is mysterious boarding school perfectly reforms wayward girls to fit their surroundings' exact desires, which makes no sense. This trailer also makes no sense, <laughs> but it looks beautiful. It stars Aquafina and Emma Roberts. Um, who else is in this? Um, oh,
0: the girl from... Eliza
1: Gonzalez.
0: Um, um What's her name? I love her. She was in that Dolly Parton movie. Um, the oh, Dolly yeah. Parton movie. With Doug, Dumplin'. Oh,
1: oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Danielle McDonald.
0: Yes, she's really great. Yeah.
1: So this is a weird looking movie, but I'm I'm possibly in on it. <laughs> I think I'm. The jury's still out for me.
0: I'm so incredibly in on this movie. Whether it seems right
1: up your alley. <laughs>
0: it's good or not. Like. <laughs> The just from the trailer alone, all of the costumes and the setting to be in this like cotton candy fairy tale, but also a little bit sci fi like environment and lush world is it just looks so beautiful. And I am so on board with movies like taking risks and really creating beautiful costumes and sets and really like leaning into an aesthetic and not just, um relying on co- concepts, you know, mm-hmm. um or stars or like really like uh, movies like um like Baz Luhrmann movies. Like I want movies that feel like I'm transported to like a theatrical world. And this movie really gives it to me right away in the trailer. So, <laughs> I'm I'm so incredibly excited for this. Plus, I love fairy tales and like having an adult movie that has a fairy tale aesthetic, I think, is you know something we need more of in our movie yeah. industry.
2: Yeah, I agree. I was watching that trailer and I was like, "Oh, so it's just like an like an adult fairy tale, like you said." But then it definitely took a turn, and I like like just like you said. I think Baz Luhrmann, um Did you just say that? Yeah, that I mean, was uh, like spot on, um, and just that it has like this truly unique look. And I haven't seen something like I have. I don't think I've seen a movie that looks like that in my lifetime. Um, it's definitely going to be something that I'm going to like Like every retweet I see about it or and, and read articles and reviews about it. But I just got to be honest. I don't think I'm ever going to see this movie, unfortunately. <laughs> I just If I'm honest with myself, it's going to be something that's going to be on my queue forever. I'm like, man, that looks so intriguing. I can't wait to watch that. And when I sit down, I'm like, oh, it's not on Netflix anymore. And then I just won't see it. So. <laughs> I, I, I think it that makes a great. lot of sense. <laughs> right? yeah. It looks great. Yeah. And I can't wait to talk
0: about how great it is. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh,
2: man. I'm
0: just really curious, like, where it's gonna be coming out. You know, like will it even make it to theaters in my city or will I have to wait until it's on VOD? You know?
1: This seems to me like a VOD
0: movie. Yeah. For sure. So. Um it's oh this the trail underneath the trailer it says coming to theaters and digital November first. So oh, wow. I I really like when a movie like this, if it's not gonna come to my theaters, just give it to me digital right away. You know, don't make me wait another six months or whatever for me to yeah. watch this movie so, yeah. so so I like the idea that I can probably stream it um in November
1: yep alright well I guess it's time to move on and talk about The Lion King everybody ready? <laughs> uh, no. I think <laughs>
0: Important trailer that we
3: absolutely 100% Uh.
0: must discuss.
1: (laughs) Or we could not, you know. Maybe we could just ignore it and pretend it's not a real thing. No, I
0: truly want to talk about this till the movie comes out. So this trailer. Uh. So get ready for me to bring it up every single episode till then.
1: It's a nightmare. Okay. Um, the catch trailer came out, and for one single moment, uh, the world was united (laughs) in hatred (laughs) of this trailer.
0: is too simplistic of a word like i
1: agree i agree because it's, it's, it's more
0: not i hate it it's more that i'm dumbstruck
1: yeah there's a lot of awe grossed out <laughs> yeah
0: horrified yeah but, awe, but in awe at the same yes. time yeah. yeah
1: um they went too far i think <laughs> <laughs> um on the uncanny valley obviously cats the musical um are people on stage in costumes um and instead of doing that um in a movie format um because i guess they thought it would look ridiculous um (laughs) they put everybody in cgi cat like so they're humans but with cgi cat fur and that's about it and cat cat ears right right yeah but they're still human. so they have human faces with human fingers and
0: human feet.
1: Human feet. It's yeah. gross. It's and very the, disgusting. And
0: most <laughs> importantly, human breasts on a lot yeah. of these cats. Yeah, that's my biggest. There's a lot of that's very weird to look at in this trailer. Yeah, I it's will human never bodies. Get over jiggling human breasts on a cat body <laughs> <laughs> in this trailer. Yeah, it is, it is
1: a very weird, awkward-looking trailer. But it's... I mean, if you told me the cast and said they all signed up knowing that this is going to happen... Um... It, I mean, it, it intrigues me. You've got Idris Elba. You've got Taylor Swift. You've got Rebel Wilson. Um, Judy, Judy obviously. Dench. Judy Dench. Ian McKellen. Jennifer Hudson's in here. James Corbin. Um, and then obviously, of... Jason Derulo, the person you would uh, um, most, <laughs>
0: <Let> me, okay, <laughs> most I expect to say, be a part of something like this. Out of this entire trailer, the person who looked like... The most interesting to me, I was like, I want to see that performance. Is Jason Derulo? We just yeah. get like this one little <laughs> shot of him, but it was like, oh, you look like you're having fun. You look like you're inhabiting this character. You don't look as horrifying as the rest of the cats do. I'm excited for yeah. Jason Derulo in this movie. I don't acting, know if I'm gonna see this movie. Like- no,
1: this is the like the first thing he's ever been in.
2: <laughs> I could see. I'm I'm in, I'm in for the Jason Derulo performance as well. Yeah. Yeah. I we, I we this shall see. seems wild It when it exploded online I just, did y'all remember they used to always show Cats commercials like on TV, I've never <laughs> yes. seen a musical but I remember yeah. seeing those commercials all the time and then I read the plot synopsis or saw people talking <laughs> about what it was about and I was like, I have to go find a way to see this, this just seems too crazy not to see and I also, I want to read, isn't it based on a book?
3: It's the, like um, yeah, it's, it's, it's based on poems. a
1: TSLA, yeah, Poems which is Ridiculous that someone made a musical based on T. S. Eliot poems oh, so it's not about even cats.
3: Like a book,
0: it's just poems? no, 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 no. no. My understanding it's, is that T. S. Eliot wrote all these poems about like all these different types of cats. These like yeah, fantastical it's a, cats. It's a
1: collection called Old Possum's Book of Practical Cats. And so yes. someone 100%. took all those
0: individual poems and kind of tried to make one story out of them. Which is why Cats doesn't really have a plot. It's like it's just cats introducing themselves over and over.
1: Yes. So. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm so intrigued. I don't know if this is actually doable, um, <laughs> here, but I, I guess we're all going to watch it in December.
0: I, wa- I want to give it some compliments because I don't think that okay. this is like... Here's what I like about Cats is, one, I will always be happy when movie musicals are produced because I don't think we have enough of them, and I like musicals, and I want to see more of them, whether they're good or bad. Okay, so just the fact that it's a movie musical, I'm happy that that's getting made. Um, secondly, did y'all watch the video that was released earlier in the week that was like yes. behind the scenes, the featurette, like building up for the trailer? Oh, yes. No, it didn't,
1: didn't show you any of the special effects. It was mostly just characters or most of the actors just talking it, about it, like was, how excited they were to work on it. It was and actors just, like,
0: talking in, with very serious voices and all yes. sincerity about like how amazing of a project this is, what it was like to work from the cat perspective, um, quote unquote Idris Elba. It's not Um, a joke. A quote from James Corden. It's like, we're cats, but we're people, but we're also
3: cats.
0: (laughs) It's wild. But what I do appreciate in that video is the sets that they built for this movie are these like gigantic sets to scale... These human sized people to look like they're the size of cats. And
1: I mean, the scale is a little weird. I'm I mean, un- okay, um. <laughs>
0: I will agree with you that yes, the scale is very weird, but I appreciate the effort and the imagination being put in. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. this does not look like what a lot of these quote unquote live action photorealistic movies that we've been seeing are, where they feel like. Was any love even put into this movie? You know, like, this movie feels like a lot of love was put into it. Now, whether those are good decisions or not is an entirely different debate. But I appreciate people doing things with passion. And this does look like it's a movie made with, like, a lot of passion.
2: I agree. I When I watched it, I definitely what could see that everyone who it seemed like the people who were involved were excited to be in the cats musical. Does that make sense? I right. thought, I thought mm-hmm. it doesn't, I mean, it doesn't seem like people were just taking paychecks. I think people were really excited to be like, Oh wait, we're going to be in the cats movie. So
0: yeah, number one <laughs> at the list is Taylor Swift. Like no one is more excited to be in the Cats musical than Taylor Swift is. It's true. Um, and as a Swift fan, it's gonna be fun to see. I just wanna see what does Taylor Swift like look in a musical mm. performance.
1: So I am in on the takes everybody's having on cats. I think I'm out on cats. Will you go see it? I'll probably have to, but I don't I don't at this point I would say no.
0: Sounds like you're in if you're gonna go see no,
1: it. No. <laughs> no, no, I would say no, I'm not gonna go see it. But if everybody keeps talking about it once it comes out, then I might have to go see it. So. Right.
3: Will you go Ugh. see it, Jared? I,
2: I hope to go see it, but only if I go see it with my fiance's mother. Yeah. Who inexplicably <laughs> loved this trailer. Yeah, I'm jealous and... that
0: you have an opportunity to see it with her in person. Yeah. To, like, experience that firsthand.
3: <laughs> oh, man. Yeah.
0: Because she loves okay. cats. Like, real she cats. Does. She does. Yeah, right. yeah. Not, not the musical, like... Not the musical. Like, the yeah, animal. she loves cats. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't get out. I just have to get this out before we move on. Okay. I can't get okay. out of my head. The choices that they were like, okay, cool. Fur all over their bodies. We'll use a <laughs> ton of money to make it. Cat ears. We'll make their head shape different than human head shapes. Like we'll make the tops mm-hmm. out like large and the bottoms narrow, so that it looks like a really scary deformed alien. But <laughs> we're gonna make sure that they have human faces. Human noses, nothing. Yeah, cat including
1: noses. human noses.
0: And then human fingers and they wear shoes. Like all Ugh. of those decisions that someone was like totally one hundred percent great <laughs> choice.
1: It's so I, weird. I feel like they've
2: hit the same problem. Did y'all see that horrible um Sonic the movie trailer? I don't know if it was last year. Or yeah. it was yes. This yes. Year. I feel like they halfway through they're just like i guess we just got to commit to this look because i don't really know (laughs) where else we could go at this point so i wouldn't Uh, be surprised yeah well we'll see
1: (laughs) um let's use this to transition into another way to animate cats the lion king (laughs) Okay, so I just want to. Okay, here's what I want to set up. This is a movie directed by Jon Favreau. Um, He directed uh, The Jungle Book in 2016. Um, And what he has said was from that experience of directing the quote unquote live action Jungle Book, um, they got so into the process of creating these animals and these environments. um, His thought process was well, they're still shooting. Because there's a human. There's one human. And it's like, what if we took that human out? Like, what could we make? And he went to Disney and said, hey, the Lion King doesn't have any humans in it. I'd like to do this technique on the Lion King. And so he approached this from what it seems like more of just like an experiment of, I want to do this photorealistic animals and not have to worry about actually filming anything. So, and the Lion King's the perfect approach for this. Um,
0: I heard a little bit of a different story. I heard that basically Disney was planning on making a quote-unquote live action or some or remake of the lion king and that he really was fighting for the job
1: yes i mean i mean, I mean they were they were in the midst of their whole list of like we, okay. we need to make all these movies but but he was the one who was like i like this this is the one this that i, I want to do yeah this is how we're gonna do it this i want to do this one yeah but i think they had basically opened up their their whole catalog and was like guys uh we're, we're gonna make all these so someone you know pick what you want kind of a thing um and because jungle book had made so much money he kind of had carte blanche there so um so I think he's I think one of the things that that all that comes back to my criticism that I'm about to say of I did not like this movie and I think because no one really cared about the story it very much seemed to me like they approached this from a technical perspective of this would be fun to do not this is a good story that I want to make uh so that's me that's why I didn't like it
0: <laughs> yeah I I have a few positive things to say about this movie, but for the most part, I found it very boring and and yeah, I I didn't have a good time watching it. Um this movie is it when I recently saw a high school production of The Lion King. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, and it was like it was like children's theater. It was like this high school is gonna perform Put a production of The Lion King up for to perform for elementary schools, right? And I was like excited to go see theater, you know. And so I go with my my mom, my little sister, and um, and I was shocked to find out that like the play version of The Lion King was just the exact same script from the movie, um, and that there was like there wasn't any new plot developments or. You know, like, or new, like, kind of, or they changed the dialogue anyway. It was just shot for shot, and then this movie did exactly that as well. Like this movie uses the exact same script. Um, it adds in one scene that I think the original doesn't have, and mm-hmm. then. Timon and Pumbaa get to riff a little bit more and make a few new jokes, essentially. Um, but other than that, this the movie is script for script exactly the same. And so, if, when you have when you're doing something that's the exact same script, it's like what new is going to be in this movie? And the new that they brought with this technology was not enough for me. Um, I'm comparing it so the whole time if you're going to do something exactly the same then i'm going to compare every shot in this movie to the shot that was in the previous film and every single time i did that this movie came up short um all in spoilers i'll probably say the few things that i like really liked about it but for the most part man i was bummed and it felt long
2: oh wow well you know i i guess i'd heard a lot of uh uh, criticism about the movie prior to going. I love the Lion King. Growing up, I was very, very excited to see the movie, but I was kind of getting, um, maybe uh, discouraged by some of the some of the the reviews, and um, reactions that I'd seen to it. Um, but man, when I sat down in that chair, and that opening shot, the planes. You know, you're looking out, and you see um, you see the African landscape. And then you know the the famous I'm not I don't I don't know how to do the I don't know the lyrics but you know <laughs> the, ah, that, that thing <laughs> I like melted into my seat I don't I guess maybe I haven't seen the Lion King or the or the story since like the nineties and so I remembered it. it definitely was I was like I've seen this this script before. But that, I don't know, me watching it, I was like, well, I'm glad they didn't change anything because I love this story. I think they got the story right the first time and maybe I just would have been upset if they changed too much. That, I mean, they used, like you said, the exact same script, but I think I differ. Not I think, I know I differ because I walked out of that, not to be hyperbolic, oh, I feel so stupid saying this. Feeling feel like I just see like, an amazing movie. Not like I was not bored, I enjoyed it, every minute of it. Um, not every minute. There were definitely some weird parts. But <laughs> I I was thoroughly a uh, thoroughly, thr- thoroughly enthralled by this movie. I I, I don't I, I don't think I have I think I don't think I can say too much about what I enjoyed. I mean what I did not I don't know what I'm saying. I just enjoyed this movie so much. I'm kinda shocked to hear um you guys had a different reaction.
1: <laughs> I'm so glad you liked it. I really am because I was afraid that this would be a downer episode if everybody hated it. So right. I, 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 will, I am I will very 100% excited. Percent bring yeah. that
2: Lion King positivity. I will. Do good, good, good. Advocate.
1: I'm, a, I'm really excited to hear what you loved because I, I will say like when the Circle of Life started, I was like, mm, this is a good song. This is a good song. Like I mean, there's the, like you, you just can't like.
0: <laughs> for me you can't like, hate thank that. God it has this amazing music because the music does throughout the whole movie bring you into the story and bring life to the story like um mm-hmm. regardless of how you feel about anything in the in the movie like you can't deny how amazing the music is oh yeah
1: yeah um i think like that beginning intro up to when the title card hits so the, the whole circle of life sequence um when there's no animals talking and you just kind of have it it is truly just like a shot for shot remake. Um, I was like, this is an interesting experiment. Like if somebody had just gone and done this, like some digital studio, I feel like this is something that would pop up on YouTube. It's just this side-by-side with um, kind of the 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 original
3: mm-hmm.
1: um, as just like an animation experiment of just like, wow, they animated the intro to The Lion King. Isn't that beautiful? Um, I really liked how that looked. And I think that really got me excited about the visuals themselves. And I think the visuals are gorgeous. Like I think this is absolutely... A gorgeous movie but i think the fact that they tried to stick too close to the realistic um movements and nature of animals um to me that was a downside because you have so much uh, i i don't think campy is the right word but like there's so much um uh just heart and emotion and just like the way movement works with animated films that like really puts you in that space Um, And really kind of tie, and I I think this happens with a lot of animated movies, but it really ties you to the emotions that are happening on screen. And you just don't get that here. It all feels very flat.
0: I think there are certain moments where this style of animation really blew me away. Where I was like, this is a stunning image. I'm super Mm -hmm. engrossed. But for me, those were few and far in between because so much of this movie is brown and, like you said, very flat. And the other thing that really bugs me is we're supposed to suspend, we're supposed to believe that these animals have a monarchy and can sing and talk to each other, but the idea of them, um, like dance having dance numbers is a step too far. Right, right. <laughs> yeah,
1: those are the things I wish they'd pushed a little bit more.
0: To me, so much of what's fun of The Lion King are these big musical numbers that in the in this new movie are just like you just hear the song and you see these animals walking around and in the movie it's like no there's like a whole there's a dance number. And when I say dance it just means like <laughs> yes. animals moving with some thought and like color yeah. happening and birds flo- swooping in and and people jumping and and all the musical numbers felt so sad in this movie because <laughs> we didn't have um as much happening on screen yeah I
2: promise you I'm not trying to be contrarian but no I, you should be I I think I just dis- I think I disagree I want to stick up for it here
3: yeah okay Do it. I
2: thought well first of all I Again, I haven't seen the cartoon in a while, but I appreciate it that they didn't go cartoony with the, with the, um, maybe the, the reactions and the faces and your, I appreciate actually that maybe there wasn't more like unrealistic dance numbers. Cause I was like, we've well, seen that cartoon. We see that. And if I'll, I'll go plug that in. They're not going to beat that. Um, so the feeling I got from the more realistic, I don't know why it made the, it really made the story feel more epic instead of feeling like, Oh, heartwarming Disney. I kind of got like maybe black Panther epic, you know, about a, a father and how he relates to his son. And then the, the whole monarchy, I believe that. And then, um, but I do think there was a lot of, um, I guess, purposeful, um, Movement of the animals. I'm thinking specifically, not to get too specific, but you when he does the, um, I just can't wait to be king number. Now nah, there weren't like zebras. You know what I'm saying? Blowing trumpets and standing on giraffes. That that was definitely not. That's not in this movie. But I did I did appreciate how they interpreted some of those more fantastical moments from the cartoon into more of a like you said photorealistic way of uh, maybe you just stumbled across a really crazy scene in a nature documentary but it still <laughs> it, it still was very fantastical in that way how specific do we want to talk about when the music performers the i
0: think that most of my things i want to save until spoilers i mean um, do we just
1: spoil the whole thing it's the lion king no- it is the Lion there's king. not like nothing's nothing's different that's like true. it's not like there's a huge plot twist okay. that's different than the first one it, let's just do the whole thing let's
0: do it okay so let me let me start by saying there was like, I could count them on my one hand, like the few moments where I was wowed by the animation, the, the visual mm-hmm. aspect of this film. Um, the first was the moment we get towards the beginning with the mouse that Scar tries to catch before yes. Scar catches it. We just see this little mouse like living its life. And that looked really beautiful. And that was a Mm -hmm. moment where it's like, okay, this makes sense for this technology to use. Because you can't control a real mouse, you know? And, like, you can't get that close up to a real mouse, like, doing things like this. So it makes sense to use technology like this. Um, That really blew me away. Um, There was the shot of, during Can You Feel the Love Tonight, there's that great shot that's in the trailer of, the two adult lions and like the, the bugs and that like are sparkly in the air. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like a bokeh effect that they have. They have all these like little like things floating in the air that Mm -hmm. I thought was beautifully done. Um, and then the moment that like really, I thought, okay, this visually, I feel impacted by this physicality that I'm seeing is during the stampede when Mufasa dies and when we see him fall and we see that giant lion body with all that muscle like really hit the ground, you know what I mean? Um, Mm -hmm. That, I was like, okay, I appreciate the naturalistic style of this movie in this moment because this moment is really impacting me to see, because lions really are impressive like beasts and that moment I think really took advantage of like you said like i said the natural physicality
1: yeah i think some of like yeah like for me some of the landscapes really i really liked like the the desolated landscapes that like once you see once scar's taken over and you see kind of how much that is hurt because in the animated movie they just like darken everything (laughs) Um, but in this one like you can really see how like terrible it is i really like that um, and I honestly, it, it was all very beautiful, from, beautiful from like a nature documentary type standpoint. Um, it was just all of like the talking and the story that I was like, these don't like these clash in my mind yeah. of the story that you're telling and the visuals we're seeing don't go together. Also That's what me. I was he- hitting.
0: For me also. I, oh, go ahead,
2: Jared. I was saying, I was thinking, and may, I'm maybe I should rethink this. I'm wondering like, am I, maybe I saw a different movie or, or whatever. <laughs> But I truly man, this sounds so weird to say. When I walked out of there, I thought if this movie if the Lion King hadn't come out, like if this was just an original movie that the original original didn't exist, yeah. I was like people would think this was a masterpiece, in my opinion. I thought the story I just it just seemed so epic. Maybe I liked maybe um maybe I didn't like the cartoon. <laughs> I don't know, I don't know, but I liked the um I just felt the story I felt the story was illuminated um by the fact of the, by the photorealism it made me if it impacted me more um than maybe just cartoons maybe watching a cartoon you know it's going to work out for Simba you know you know Scar not going to do anything to Nairobi or whatever the mom's name but i don't know i felt may, maybe the stakes felt higher because it looked they looked like actual uh, animals to me i don't know
3: yeah
1: yeah i am curious what this would look like if there was no animated movie, like how people would feel about this, because I think you're right. Like for me, I am just comparing this to the animated movie and all the things that I liked about the animated movie that don't come across here. Mm-hmm. Um, but if this is like taken on its own, I wonder like how people would react. I, I for me, a lot of it is just the emotion that you see on everyone's faces yes. in the animated yes. movie is what I'm missing yeah. here. And if I never had that experience <laughs> of seeing those emotions on animals' faces, if I would just be like. Yeah, that worked. Well, see, was... did have y'all
2: ever seen Homeward Bound? Yes. you remember, remember that movie? Yeah. Yes. That was that's true. Homeward Bound works for me. And they don't they don't uh, emote. It's just great voice acting and a great yeah. story, and everyone loved that. That okay. is true.
0: But there's a <laughs> the difference. I would have loved <laughs> if this did something like Homeward Bound, where the vo- where the mouths don't move. Because here's the yeah. thing: if you're gonna have yep. the mouths move when yeah. they talk, then it's eerie to see a mouth moving but no facial expression happening you know what I mean yes it's it's yeah. eerie to hear Simba's voice cry like you hear yes, the tears that, that and got Simba's me. voice when her when his dad is dead and his face yeah. looks exactly the same as it does the
1: actor is crying and you can hear the crying but you don't and yet his face has done nothing yeah. <laughs>
0: that's weird whereas with Homeward Bound we don't see their mouths move so it's just like an internal monologue kind of thing but I from what I remember of Homeward Bound is that with dogs and cats you can really train them to do things physically to express those like attitudes and emotions. You know what I mean? Right. You can you can make a dog cover its eyes or like bow its head or like jump up and down to show that it's excited. So like there you do things physically to express that emotion and then you also have the voice acting. With
1: the- And I think that's why oh No, with
0: this, so, like, the dogs and the cats in Homeward Bound aren't behaving like real dogs and cats do. You know what I mean? With this, they try to make these animals behave like real animals do. And and then also personify them.
1: But I think that's why Timon works the best. Like Absolutely. I think we're all like we all love Timon because he's the most human of the yeah. <laughs> of all the animals. Like
3: yeah. like
1: like he he is just so emotive and like he stands up a lot mm-hmm. and he you know like moves his hands around a lot. Like yes. like he is the mo he's emoting the most. And like- everyone's like oh this this worked this worked really well. So- and I, I mean. Pumbaa as well like he's I think he's more animated than than the rest of the animals as well but I specifically Timon
0: the lions who are supposed to be the feature of this movie are the most bland and Mm -hmm. Timon is the most human-like which is like why I love the Timon aspect of this movie I also think they did a pretty good job with the hyenas like there was when the hyenas Mm -hmm. would talk I would see facial expressions and I, I felt like a character coming from that animation um. definitely
2: like shinzi the the leader of the, the hyenas they tr- like she truly felt i i, I, I felt intimidated by Yeah. Her. you're right it almost does seem like they personified if any animal's face it was it was hers the most cuz she truly like exuded uh, like oh, evil not evil but just you know she seemed like the underbelly of of that african society uh yeah. african animal society yeah
0: I also remember now another scene that really worked for me was when they were running away from the hyenas and all those tunnels. Like that was a very scary scene that I think was made more effective by this animation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Like that felt so much very scarier. visceral. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that I will give it that as well. I want to talk about my favorite scene in the whole movie. And that was with Timon and Pumbaa. Timon is on Pumbaa's back, and it's when Timon starts singing in the jungle. First, that was
1: be- that was amazing. First
0: of all, yeah. Billy Eichner has an incredible voice. Yes, um, I loved everything Billy Eichner did in this movie. His like characterization, his singing, all of it was like he was my favorite part of the whole movie. Um, Same, but in that scene that was the only time we got to see animals kind of dance. They do let, like, the antelopes Mm -hmm. in that scene do a little choreographed step movement and all the animals are coming together and the song is so great and Billy Eichner sounds so good. And, like, for a moment I was like, we're getting, like, the full thing. And then it gets interrupted, you know, like, and, and... and that's also kind of the joy of that scene is that it gets interrupted by a lion trying to attack them.
1: Be- beautifully too, right. like like I think I thought the interruption was amazing, right. like i th- I just thought that yeah, that whole sequence was beautiful yeah.
0: <laughs> and but you're right, it's just so funny to me that it's like we can accept that there's this haven where all these animals just eat bugs and none of them eat each other, and they're all just friends, um but we can't but you know animals dancing is a step too far, yeah. <laughs> you know. Well,
1: I want to talk about the voice actors. Yeah, because we have talked about Billy Eichner. Um, How did you feel like everybody else did?
2: I I have something that's going to be kind of sacrilegious. When I first heard they were going to not, they were making this movie, and I was like, "Well, you have to have Mufasa. I mean, you have to have um, James Earl Jones as Mufasa. He did a great job. I feel like." And I was yep. like, "Don't even make the movie if Jeremy Irons is going to be Scar. I just felt like he was Scar." Mm-hmm. Um, however, I, I me personally, I thought. She you tell EGO4 I think yeah. I liked his scar more than Jeremy Irons scar. I think I truly felt like this was someone who wasn't just like a a smart Alec who wants to be king. This felt like someone the the way he was portraying the character seemed as if someone who was truly scorned. That he was he was passed on for a little a little lion cub. He truly seemed. I I, I felt the motivations more. I felt the 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 uh, the conniving more. He didn't just seem like a cartoon villain. I know it was a cartoon villain the first time, but I loved his performance. He was
1: definitely way more intimidating. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think I liked um, it a lot too. I, I I'm still trying to decide if I liked or I'm more amused by like that they turned be prepared into like kind of a spoken word piece uh, instead of a song I,
1: did. I didn't like that part i <laughs> I, I like the uh, be prepared is one of my favorite songs from this movie and when they did started doing it, i was like oh no
0: <laughs> yeah. i mean i was glad that but, at least it was in the movie because i heard it was gonna get yeah, cut yeah. out so i yeah. think i was more just like glad that it made it um in yeah. any form you know um yeah but yeah i think i agree with you jared that like i i really was into that performance Hmm. um there's a lot of performances in this movie I was <laughs> not into, though, and, and
1: I was surprised. Let me tell you by by the ones I was not let's into. Just yeah.
0: Get it out of the way. Yeah. Donald Glover isn't good in this movie, guys.
1: He's not. He's not. I I think I think when he sings um, "Hakuna Matata" is and good. I think his like,
0: singing of "Can You Feel the Love Tonight" is good.
1: Yes. Yes. His yes. Is his great. singing is good, but his like his voice acting is kind of boring and I don't know I honestly don't know if it's I don't know if it's because it's the lion like I think most of the lions just don't seem good or if it's just because you can't see the emotions but it just it. uh, him and Beyonce both for me was both just like yeah. Amp, this is not good. This well, is really not good.
2: Be <laughs> I think Beyonce's biggest the problem biggest problem with Beyonce is one, I do not think she's a, a great voice, voice actor. I no love everything else. No. Literally everything else about her. But I just I don't yeah. she doesn't have it. And then on top of that, her like when she speaks, it's Beyonce talking, no right. matter what the context is. <laughs> yeah. like, yeah. that, that is was As difficult. much as I love this movie, every time Nala opened her mouth, I was just like, oh, that's that's Beyonce. You there's,
0: know? there's a moment in this movie... So my high school mascot is the lions. So there's a moment in the movie where she's like, lions, attack! And you're like, <laughs> Beyonce's voice? And I laughed, but then it was also like, oh, I'm so excited for my high school, for them to, like... Isolate that audio to, that to use audio, in pep yeah. rallies. Like for the, for the rest of the pep rallies, they're oh, gonna. And there was man. a second one that I don't know exactly what she said. She's like, come on, Lions, we've got this. Something, like, something just so yeah. cheesy and it's just yeah. like Beyonce. Yeah. And, uh. My,
2: my coworker saw this movie before me. And like I said, we live in Houston. So this is basically like the Beyonce capital of the world. Mm-hmm. And so she was just like, oh, I loved it. And I was like, all right, great. That's great to hear. And she's like, and I love that Nala had a Houston accent. And that didn't strike me as anything really, because I'm like, yeah, go Houston. But then seeing it in the context of the movie, I was like, oh, Beyonce, so, know, you know what I mean? Like, it definitely is a sort of oh. Real quick before we get too far from it, I think what was the most lacking from Donald Donald Glover's performance um, was just that it just felt, it just I, I think as an actor, a lot of what we like about Donald. Donald Glover is maybe his facial expressions. I also just truly felt it it was hard to convey. He didn't convey what we got from the original Simba voice acting, voice act. Even the other child um, that was playing the young Simba in this movie, I felt did a better job because he was just. It felt like he was Mm emoting more. You know, I was—you can't just speak through these lines, Donald. Yeah, you
3: know? I
1: think you're completely right. I think one of the things that was interesting about Solo is when I rewatched that, I was like listening to Donald Glover's voice. He's doing nothing. Exactly. He's doing absolutely nothing with his voice, but it makes it kind of fun because his face is doing a lot, and so you kind of have that—that mm-hmm. um, that kind of a. Uh, uh, that bifurcation of that character, um, which I think works really well, which I think is why we really like him there. But when you just take his voice, <laughs> you're like, all right, well, this is boring. <laughs> I, will,
0: I will also say that I, I don't think Donald Glover is great in this, but throughout the whole movie, both when they're cubs and when they're older something about the writing and the pacing of all of the dialogue between Simba and Nala felt very awkward. And I, mm-hmm. and I don't think it's all the voice actors' fault because I don't think those kids were doing a bad job of voice acting Simba and Nala, but their scenes together felt very weird. And I blame Jon Favreau for that.
1: Oh, yeah, wow. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> you, know, you know what I
2: blamed? I felt that at certain points, but what I truly felt, like there's a point I, I remember it. I can like it's burned in my memory. Where Nala in the original cartoon, Nala and Simba are wrestling, and she goes yes. pinja pin, and then you, they're wrestling, and then she goes pin yeah Because yep. I know that it's almost like yep. hearing a song. I know the cadence. I know the rhythm. I know how. Yep. It, and So when it anytime it was said, it wasn't even that much different. I think she said pinja again in this movie and I was like that was horrible it's like you like, don't no. know like <laughs> no no what are you doing <laughs> exactly so i almost when <laughs> that's that how like it goes <laughs> if it's ingrained with you but... how this dialogue should be timed and spoken Even... and since it was Go ahead.
0: Even during the scenes where, like, so that's a perfect example because you're right. Like, we all know the exact tone of her saying those lines. Mm -hmm. But there are scenes where that's not the case. Where, like, when Zazu is explaining, like, you're going to be betrothed and they're, like, kind of grossed out. In the animated movie, we see, like, the disgust on their face and we see it's, like, Mm a comic beat. And this movie, like, the pacing was just, like... We didn't feel anything. Like you hear them say, "Like what?" Ew. But their faces don't express anything. Mm. There's like awkward pauses. I feel like th- it. It just did. It doesn't work. And I. I think it's a combo of again, we don't see their faces, but also something with the editing or the timing of how like they did all the dialogue just wasn't working for me. Yeah. Where versus, and here's the other thing. Timon and Pumbaa, Seth Rogen and Billy Eichner, recorded together all of their stuff. Like, they mm-hmm. were in the same room when they recorded their dialogue. And I don't know if that was the case for these kids. Mm, um, and yeah. that probably added to That makes a huge difference. But all of the Timon and Pumbaa scenes felt great. Like, the, the dialogue felt snappy. I laughed out loud. Um, like, those were two people having a lot of fun with their roles.
2: I yeah. think Billy Eichner killed it. Just just like you guys, I think those isolated scenes are far and away the absolute best parts of this movie. I like how Timon and Pumba are a little more nihilist in this movie. Yes. <laughs> yes,
3: yes,
0: that's um, true. Like, that was it's funny. Just,
2: it, um every single part every, my theater was laughing at every single part. Like when they're first introduced and they're walking through and Simba um tells the uh they're trying to tell, you know, To explain to Simba that the animals are scared of him because he's a lion, that I was just hilarious every single moment. But that especially, I just was cracking up.
0: I really laughed at um, when he said every time that I farted, and he's like, "What are you gonna stop me?" And the fact that they didn't, I like that was like, "Oh, it's twenty nineteen. Like we can say fart in movies. Like fart isn't a bad word anymore." (laughs) That. On a meta like adult level, made me laugh. Like I don't think it's an actual funny moment for kids, but as an adult, it's like oh yeah, remember when we when fart used to be like a curse word that you couldn't say? Um, so that that was funny. Yeah. I also really the
1: self referential bits. I think were were really good. Like 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 that. Just know, knowing that in the you know in the original they right you know, he stops him right like that, and then when he talks about um. um how he grew up in like two seconds, like yes. in a montage kind of a yes. thing like that. That was very funny. The, and then when they sing be our guest, I mean, like those three things, I was just be like, man, that is
0: <laughs> took me by such surprise. And I laughed very hard that,
1: Oh yeah. It brought the house down. Yeah, uh,
0: Doing be our guest was, I think truly like the most innovative thing they did in this whole movie. It was like the <laughs> first true. time they were like, okay, let's try something really new, except, you know whatever. I, I really loved that moment. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, so many of Billy Eigner's like, asides, like, um, I don't know what the circle nonsense, you know, like, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, really good. Um, and, and I guess they added in this new aspect of during that scene, animals, like, really reacting to a lion's presence, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, or, or animals being, like, scared to see Simba and be like, oh, just you, Simba, you know? Um Yeah yeah to to really acknowledge like he's a predator in this haven and that's yeah. why
2: i think this movie i i brought it up earlier benefited from it
0: being so photorealistic
2: that scene where nala is chasing those animals and just any time these predators interact with the prey I was realizing, like, I hope they don't show a lion eating something in this movie, because that truly would be terrifying. <laughs> like, I, I truly felt the animal's fear. Not that this is a mo- It wasn't a scary movie or anything. But it just, all of that presence like that and things like that, when the hyenas were approaching. Yeah. I was like, I pray a hyena doesn't, like, gash, take a gash out of a lion. Because it was so realistic. But I appreciate, for me, for me at least, that raised the stakes of the drama that was happening outside of just, like, typical Disney protagonist defeating a villain i truly felt the story of the pride and um the the drama
0: yeah i mean i think there are moments where i felt that um i don't know for me those few moments weren't worth the fun that i feel like we lost you know (laughs) Mm
3: -hmm.
1: yeah
0: i'll tell you but i
1: definitely think talking about it has made me feel better about it
2: (laughs) my biggest besides beyonce's voice acting I, I was kind of disappor- disappointed by um keegan and eric andres as the hyenas i thought oh, there'd be more yeah a little, i i like the hyenas but you know the, the original the hyenas I guess that's what I, I missed the most is that I was just expecting especially as someone as weird as eric andre and his whole stup- yeah. series I guess it's just he didn't have he didn't understand boundaries. I was. I was a little <laughs> in that. It, I
1: did like that he didn't understand boundaries and the way the camera always set it up with lots of space yeah. and then him coming in <laughs> way too close. I liked that visual gag. But yeah, I expected the highness to do more, I guess, and just to be.
0: It made me really better <laughs> appreciate how good Whoopi Goldberg was in the yeah. original. Like, yeah, she was so good at being funny but also scary. You know. Hmm. Um,
1: yeah. I didn't like that this this that I I'd I forget the actress who who is playing her, but um, that Shenzi didn't have anything to do, so she wasn't funny at right. all. Um, she was fully just on the scary side, but she also didn't do anything. She just had this feud with Nala for some reason. Yeah. <laughs> so. Uh,
2: well, I mean, I guess it's but but they didn't really change her. I guess you're just saying by subtracting the funny, it just she just kind of fell. Yeah.
1: Like- yeah, it's just very saying. one-dimensional without the funny as well. So if if they'd let her be funny, I think I think it, it would have worked fine. Um, but just by taking away the funny and just making her aggressive, I don't think it really added anything to it. How
2: y'all feel about the song that was added? I, <laughs> the Spirit song, yeah.
1: <laughs> that was dumb. That didn't do <laughs> much I did not for like me. that. No. no. It's it's Beyonce, Beyonce screaming say, spirit over and over uh, again. I just edited
2: this part out of the podcast because like, I am a card <laughs> member of the Beehive. So like, this, this, never, this never happened. But it definitely did feel like shoehorned in, unfortunately. yeah, There wasn't really any buildup to it. And it being since every other song we knew, you know, that just kind of... Mm-hmm. He's running through the... You know, he's running through Africa and yeah. Spirit's playing. You know, <laughs> you're like, oh, okay. Okay. You know yeah. what I mean? It's
3: mm-hmm. just
2: unfortunately that that definitely was shoe- yeah. shoehorned in. Agreed. And I have one other question. What how do y'all feel about Mufasa not being in the clouds?
0: That is bullshit.
1: Agreed.
0: <laughs> that was such bullshit. Uh, that moment in the movie can be so powerful. Like right. it really is like so emotional. And again, in the original movie, not only is like it uh, this beautiful oh. cloudscape, but you see Simba with like Fear and pain and sadness Mm -hmm. on it and confusion. You see his face like really experiencing this like major spiritual event. And in this movie, it was just like a cloud and some thunder. And again, it's like uh, this doesn't have to be realistic. You know, I mean, we don't because people don't talk to us from class. Like you're already doing something (laughs) that is so unrealistic. Why try to make it look real? You know what I mean? Yeah, like it's it's yeah. a spirit appearing to you in the clouds. Like it doesn't have to look mm-hmm. like a real cloud. <laughs> if anything, yeah. in yeah. this movie, you could have gone full tilt with that. You know what I mean?
1: I agree. I hundred percent agree.
2: Yeah, just imagine if this movie had leaned into the more magical, magic mm-hmm. realism aspects. Like they've got a shaman. Oh Babylon, my gosh! You know what I'm saying? You're right. He's the the kings are in the stars. I'm and then. Imagine how much of an impact if we've been watching this photorealistic movie and then just the huge uh, form of Mufasa in the clouds is speaking to his his son from the the Lion Afterlife. I think you're right. They missed a the point. They that they did miss um, a, a, an impactful moment potentially yeah. in this movie, and it was in the original. So for to remove it, I'm almost like, did they do that? And maybe they just didn't like how it looked. They couldn't decide on what to how he looked in the clouds because it truly felt. As if we were missing. I like that scene because the scene's so impactful, Mm -hmm. but not seeing a huge Mufasa detracted from that.
0: Or any color. Like, even if without the face of Mufasa, to like the sky doesn't change color at all. Like, it's just a gray cloud. Um, (laughs)
1: Yeah, it doesn't feel very magical at all. I
0: just remembered, and I'm so glad I remember this because I would have killed myself if we didn't talk about this on the podcast. I can't believe what they did with Simba's little tuft of fur. <laughs>
1: in a good way or bad way? In a bad way.
0: Oh. Y'all. The fact that in again, I'm just comparing to the original. In the original, well, of course. it's this like <laughs> mystical event that this tuft of fur floats across the Sahara, you know? And yeah. and then Rafiki like as we just watch it floating, we we're shocked to see like it gets snatched out of the air. You know, mm-hmm. and yeah. and then he recognizes it, and it's like exciting. He like puts it
1: in a mix, and like yeah. uh, it's a whole thing. It's a whole like, like but,
0: ritual, and for the
1: but I think it's for them yeah, to I transform think it's the it. The removal of magic, though,
0: for them to transform it into a piece of fur that gets eaten and shit out. When <laughs> that piece of hair got swallowed, I was kind of like, oh, so Rafiki never finds it, and this movie is just like <laughs> dark. It's like, nope. <laughs> it just gets eaten and then that's the end. And then when I saw it up here in that ball of shit, <laughs> I was I could not believe that they were being I was like we got to be this realistic. This is how realistic you're forcing this movie to be is that Yeah. It uh I was not a I think fan. part
1: of it I think part of it is they wanted to remove the magic one because they wanted the realism, but also I think they're they were kind of shying away from the the black voodoo stuff and like just kind of the, the you know the stereotypical yeah. like except African magic like stuff. Him. But yeah, I mean, I mean, you can you can you can do both of those things and not make it <laughs> completely devoid of any personality yeah. or um, magic. Magic. I mean, it, I mean, that, that's the whole thing. Is like you have to have some of that in here. That's the whole point of, of Rafiki. Right. And if you're He's gonna a lean in, like, just
0: leader of like
1: yes, yes. yeah, so.
0: Oh, <laughs> Well I'm sorry, dude. We're 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 gonna be pummers about disgust. this. Yeah,
2: let <laughs> yeah, y'all just express. I definitely did not. I didn't like that, that that scene. Um, it definitely, the Rafiki, the Rafiki character in the movie. You're right. It, for them to be taking so much magic out of it. Um, it just he kind of almost just doesn't make sense. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, yeah. I, it, it seemed as if almost they were trying to do like. Oh, this could have just happened. Like we just turned on a nature documentary, and we just happened to get this great footage. I know that's not, but I'm just saying. Well, there's no magic. You're yeah. Like, was that was that the point? Because but there's
1: can... there's no magic. But then he also picks up the fur and is like, "Ah, Simba," exactly. and right, you're right. like, "Wait, and what?" He's drawing, he's drawing <laughs> Simba,
2: you know what I mean? So you're just like, yeah. It, it, that you're right. It, it that that does that, that, that unfortunate. That was unfortunate. <laughs> uh, um, but I loved it for the. <laughs> I I truly even with all that said. Well, you're I,
0: co- you're you know it's making so much money, so you're not alone. It is,
1: yes, a lot of people did love it.
0: And so. and then just one final thing. I
2: think it's I I enjoy the fact that while it's so it's so similar. Um, the script-wise, the movie it's experience is so different. It's like Shakespearean plays have been put on with the same script for many years, but there's so there's so many different experiences if you want to see um, different interpretations of it. And then just like Into the Spider-Verse was animated, and then we still have the live actions going on. So this movie, if anything, kind of convinced me of maybe not the necessity, but the ability the, the the ability for live actions and animated movies to continue in Disney's quest to get get the five remaining Infinity Stones and remake every live action. So I...
0: I well, <laughs> here's... My argument against that is I'm always been, like, on board with remakes. Like, I'm not afraid of reboots or remakes. I think you can tell mm-hmm. the same story in different ways and in different exciting ways. But to me, if you you can't, most of those times you're not using the exact same script. You're using the same yeah. story, but the script is different, you know? It's different, telling the same story with different dialogue and different characterization. Um, yeah. To me, and, and, and like you said with Shakespeare, it's the same script, but we do it over and over. But that's theater, and theater is an ephemeral thing. You experience it live, yeah. and you only experience it there. When you're talking about movies, I can still go watch the original Lion King. Like, that is still available to me in a way that theater isn't. And so if you're going to remake something and you're going to remake it with the same script, it has to be, I think, exceptional and very innovative. And this is technologically innovative, yes, but that technology I don't think is exciting enough for me to be war- to warrant a movie that feels exactly the same.
1: I agree. I think, obviously, John Favreau was like, I'm bringing something new to this, and that's the animation style. Yeah. Um, but I do think you have to do something new with the story as well. Like, it's... Whatever it is, it's gotta be something that you're adding to it that you know that couldn't be there before or that wasn't there before, and that what you're doing, and, and maybe match it with the animation style something about this, this has to did be pushed that forward in
0: small moments. I don't think it's you know mm-hmm. like, there are times when I think it did do that. I wish it would have mm-hmm. done it more,
1: yeah, yeah, I agree, so overall, yeah, Jarrett loved it, we <laughs> did not, <laughs> but it's making all the money in the world right now, yeah. so uh. Looks like lots of people love it. And that's so. good. Disney,
2: <laughs> Disney really needed
0: it. So sure, yeah, they were having a yep. rough year. Yeah, <laughs> they were.
1: <laughs> okay, so before we wrap up, um, tell everybody where we can find you online.
0: I'm Sandra Omstutz. You can find all my social media at Sandra Omstutz. My last name is spelled A-M-S-T-U-T-Z.
2: I'm Jared. You can find all my social media at ThinkJet with two T's
1: i'm lucas Wright. um you can find me everywhere at lucas and stuff you can also find the podcast on twitter at feeling it pod uh let us know what you thought about the lion king or any other disney remakes that, that are going on right now <laughs> all right we'll talk to you later bye, bye. thank you goodbye, now. goodbye. Go away, i'll see you soon okay
3: that's it go home Yes. moving along padre goodbye old friend that's it that's our show for tonight people